It is Locked on Jazz for the 17th of January. In line to go to Snowboard and Alta at Little Cottonwood Canyon in the most Utah podcast ever. We'll talk about the Jazz weekend of strong, strong basketball, the Walker Kessler Ochai Abaji coming out party, and the brilliance of Mike Conley. It's all coming up on another edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Another incredibly fun weekend of being a Jazz fan. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. We are free. We are available on all podcasting apps. We're also up on YouTube. You can subscribe and follow at Locked On Jazz. All right, here's the deal. It's going to be a weird podcast today because occasionally I'm going to have to get up and move my van. I am in line at Little Cottonwood Canyon to try to go skiing today, uh, at least for part of the day. And uh, it's just become hard to ski in Utah. So the idea of staying home, uh, for those who are not living here, and doing your podcast in the morning and then driving is just not possible. So what I've done today is I've driven up to Little Cottonwood. I'm sitting in line in traffic in my van. And then, well, I can't flip this around for you to see. It's hooked on something. Um, And so then I am... Uh, anyway, there's a line of traffic in front of me. So occasionally, if the line of traffic moves, I'll have to drive, move up there. It's always a chance they open the canyon early. We'll just be finishing the podcast while I'm driving. So kind of a wacky um, Utah approach to this, but you know, I, I don't really know how it's to get my addiction in. You know, when I married my wife, I told her you could have married someone with a dr- some sort of a drug habit, alcoholism, sex addiction, whatever it might be, um, hard drug problem you're going to end up with the same thing out of a ski addiction. Bad decisions will be made. Bad decisions that impact the family negatively, that cost the family lots of money. Super selfish. You'll feel really lonely. You'll feel as though you're not as important as the addiction. All those things will actually take place. So this is my example of that um, today. All right, what a fun weekend. First off, this season's just amazing. 12 of our last 13 games within five points of five minutes left. Uh, the learning out of it's amazing, but the fan entertainment is through the roof. I mean, it has been so fun. As a play-by-play announcer, those are the hardest things in the league to call. You have to change your style. It's actually different as a play-by-play announcer, too, to call the final five minutes of a game. And in uh, in the same way that the, you know, the players have to learn how to play it, we have to learn how to do it. So it's just been incredible. It's really, really been amazing. By the way, today's episode is brought to you in, in part by our friends over at Prize Picks. Uh, where the uh, first time you can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100, the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Uh, all right, let's talk about really, I think the Jazz are just playing really, really good basketball. Um, in fact, I think sometimes you get moved by, you know, the win loss emotion of it all. But I thought the Jazz actually, the Philadelphia game was one of the best games I thought the Jazz have played all season long. Um, I thought they were, they battled, they stayed in it. Um, you know, James Harden and Joel Embiid are two of the top ten players in the NBA. 
Uh, they were up 20, I think it was, and the Jazz got back into it. And then the final play didn't go well. Turned out to, you know, just didn't execute well. Probably will take would take that one back. And then, you know, you go to Minnesota, and I thought they played great, and Jaden McDaniels misses a shot. Like, there's a little bit of, you know, if Joel Embiid had rimmed out at the end of the Philadelphia game and Jaden McDaniels had made a three in the Minnesota game, would you actually say to yourself, well, those that the performances were different. I think there's, Will talks about this a lot. I think you can only make decisions based on the information you have at the time, not the the outcome. And you can't be impacted by the recency bias of whether the last shot went in or not. I think you have to, you know, Will talks about that occasionally you'll watch film and just hit pause. So, you know, the Jazz go play Philadelphia the other night, and you hit pause somewhere in that, whether it's the Jazz inbounding down one or Joel Embiid taking a fadeaway eight, 12-footer, he's great, so you probably figure it's going in. You pause on Jaden McDaniel getting a wide-open corner three. How do you feel about the night? And I, I actually just think the Jazz are playing strong hoops, just really strong, committed team basketball. They're they're listening to Will. They're executing. You know, Malik Beasley, is, as, as someone said, is on a glacier. He's just struggling. Um, fine, but he's still battling and trying and doing what he can. Um, Mike Conley is, was just brilliant. We'll talk about it. Like the guys are doing what you want. You can criticize Rudy Gay's play rightfully. He's aging before our eyes in a dramatic fashion, but he's trying to do the right thing as well. Uh, Talon and Nikhil are being pushed beyond their, their limits and they're trying to do the right thing. So I think when you see what's going on here, it's kind of, kind of great and kind of awesome to see this from, uh, the way these guys are committed. I, I, that's the first thing to me. There's a bunch of things that are going on right now that are that are kind of important. One is they've made some real changes to who they are defensively, and we'll talk about it in the trends segment today, um, because they're actually playing much better defense. They're playing much better transition defense. They're playing much better. Uh, they're, they've changed the way they're dealing with denying threes and it's actually they've had a defensive uptick. Some of this is is Walker Kessler playing more, um, but a lot of it I think is just this team is continuing to develop and get better every step of the way. Uh, last night, you know, the last two nights, Philadelphia and Minnesota, the Jazz were above average at keeping their team out of transition. Last night, Minnesota's transition efficiency was through the roof. That happens on a lot of nights, but Philadelphia and Orlando, the Jazz did a really, really nice job defending in transition. In fact, two of the better nights all season long. You don't you don't get it every single night, but they're doing a better job. So we're seeing all sorts of growth from this team from a big picture standpoint. Before we dig into kind of the awesome 2020 by Walker Kessler, the stunning emergence of Ochai Abaji. I did not see it coming. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I was actually probably right at the moment of concern with Ochai Abaji, um, and I'll explain what I'm seeing out of him that's so exciting right now that I did not had not seen in any way uh, up to that point. Uh, so yes, those two things are real and, and that development, and we do have this lingering trade deadline coming, which I think adds some angst, but the fact that in the midst of all of that, we're really seeing this team play pretty well. There, were, there was a stretch in there where I thought things got a little uh, off kilter. 
Um, and I think Will's been able to bring them back, which is pretty great. Now it also rest, lack of travel. These things that we talk about all the time in the NBA actually are wildly important. But the Jazz have suddenly won three of four. They've won four of their last seven um, after that losing stretch. They've now won, I think, four of their last seven clutch games um, after having lost 13 of 15 at one point. So we're seeing a bunch of, of steps along the way. And then last night, we closed with two rookies, with, with Ochai Abaji and with Walker Kessler on the floor at the same time, which was pretty amazing. We'll talk about Walker. We'll talk about Mike Conley's magic last night, and we'll talk about Ochai Abaji as we continue here on Locked On Jazz today. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also in Logan and in Linden. If you're going to head up Little Cottonwood Canyon like I am and you want to need a four-wheel drive car to make sure that you're safe and all right, well, then where else but Murdoch Hyundai to get it done. The SUV lineup is absolutely outstanding, starting with the Palisade is the King Poobah, the Kona is the little zippy one, and in between you have the Santa Fe, and the Tucson, both making it great. The Sonata and the Elantra are the two sedans. The Hyundai lineup of cars is just flat-out world-class. It's the most bang you can get for your buck. It will absolutely fire you up. Go test drive it and email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com so that I can give you uh, a VIP meeting with either of our experts over in Linden, Logan, or at 4646 Stout State Street. That is Murdoch. Hyundai. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks with a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Promo code locked on. That's right. With a promo code locked on, you can get up to a hundred dollars of free money from Prize Picks. All you got to do as a first-time user is make sure you enter in the promo code locked on. Prize Picks makes the night a little bit more fun, giving you uh, daily fantasy. That makes it easy to play with two to six players. Uh, you can win up to tw- or two to six. You pick two to six players. They score more or less than your prize picks projections. You can win up to twenty five percent of your money. No competing against other people. It's just you versus projections available. Entries can be made in sixty seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in thirty to six thirty states and Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to PrizePicks.com and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive hundred percent instant deposit match up to hundred dollars with the promo code lockdown. If you deposit hundred, prize picks will give you hundred. Deposit fifty, fifty Divides at 150, you only get 100, though. Remember that? And 7250, you get 7250. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKDOWN and sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen every single day, your second listen today. Make sure you go to Locked On Sports today. Great breakdown of where we sit in the NFL. Just finished listening to it on the drive up to Little Cottonwood Canyon um, to uh, catch what was taking place. Uh, good breakdown of. Of all of the fun stuff, the uh, including uh, a little quick look at the Eagles game coming up against the Giants, breakdown of last night's Cowboys blowout, uh, and uh, the Bengals and the Bills big one. So a heavy NFL show with a little tidbit of NBA uh, th- thrown in there as well. All right, Walker Kessler's worth talking about. I mean, what is go- what the Jazz have found here with the 22nd pick of the draft through the Minnesota Timberwolves is really exceptional. Going into the game the other night, I kind of went on a deep dive. And, and Will Hardy's right. Like, some of these numbers, you have to be a little suspect of because of the fact that Walker's played probably 75% of his minutes against second-team centers, 
And then, frankly, last night, he annihilates Luka Garza, who's barely an NBA player, annihilates Nathan Knight and Naz Reed. He does a really good job the night before against Joel Embiid. That was probably the most exciting performance all year by Walker. But Will's right. Will said it in the press conference the other day. Some of those numbers are a little misleading in that Walker's played, you know, 75% of his minutes against second-tier bigs. And I, for the rest of the way, now he's going to get first-team bigs, right? Now it's going to be interesting to watch him play Nick Claxton, who's kind of the emerging next version of Rudy Gobert and the anchor to the Brooklyn's defense on Friday. How does he deal with a monster like Zubak on Wednesday? He's This is where he's going to be. But let's look at some of the things that are going on with Walker uh, right now on this on this team. First of all, what is super interesting is that Walker Kessler, Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, and Lowry Markinen have played very, very little together. They've played a grand total of 101 minutes together. The Jazz are plus 19 in those pose- in those minutes. That's a monster number. Walker Kessler, Lowry Markinen, and Mike Conley have only played together for 112 minutes since December 15th when Mike comes back. The Jazz are plus 26 per 100 possessions when Mike Conley, Lowry Markinen, and Walker Kessler are on the floor together. They've only started five games together. They've only closed four games together. They just have not, because of Mike's injuries, Lowry now, they just have not spent a lot of time together. They're plus 17 for the season, but since December 15th, they're plus 26 over a hu- per uh, 100 possessions over 112 minutes with a 130 offense, probably unsustainable, and a 104 defense. Here's some other Walker-Kessler numbers for you. Top pick-and-roll screen defenders in the NBA. Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, Daniel Gafford. Steven Adams, Isaiah Harkenstein, Jared Allen, Kristaps Porzingis, Mitchell Robinson, Miles Turner, Walker Kessler. He's 10th. Again, so Will, I asked Will about that. He said, hey, remember, 80% of his minutes are against backups. Let's see what he does. Temper it a little bit. But don't temper it in that this what he is doing instinctually with no knowledge of the league, of the players, of frankly how the league works, is incredible. B-ball index, defensive points save leaders, based on D. LeBron and possessions played. Evan Mobley's one, Nick Claxton's two, Brooke Lopez is three, Miles Turner's four, Jared Allen is five, Jaron Jackson is six, Draymond Green is seven, Walker Kessler's eight. It's pretty amazing. It's really pretty amazing. Shots defended at the rim before last night. Six a night. Opponents are shooting 51.7. Last year, teams shot 50.7 against Rudy Gobert. Year before 49, year before 50. So 51.7 at the rim. Six shots a game. Rudy in his prime was eight shots a night. That's elite. We saw guys for the first time start to turn away recently. But when Walker's in the rim, it's 50%. Overall, Walker's... Is defending 12 shots a night. Rudy at his peak was defending 22. Rudy at his peak was defending at 8 percentage points below expected value. Walker's at 4. Okay? Still got some work to do out on the open floor, getting away from the rim, doing some of that kind of stuff. He's a kid. My son, 
who many of you have kind of watched grow up indirectly through this, is the same birthday as Walker, one year younger. It's incredible. Defending inside six feet, teams, players are shooting 13 percentage points below expected value when Walker Kessler is the closest defender inside six feet. Only Giannis Adekumbo and Nick Claxton are better. He's a baby doing this. Don't have last night. Since January 1st, opponents are shooting 37% inside six feet when Walker Kessler is the closest defender. 27 percentage points below the expected average on those shots, defending seven a game. Giannis and Wayne and... Wenyan Gabriel are at 24%. Over the last six games, not including last night, Walker's 27 percentage points below the expected average on those shots. That's insane. So he is smart. He is diligent. He is a perfectionist. He is working hard. He is getting better by the day. And the task is going to start getting harder because he is going to go up against first-team bigs every single time out. Now, if Lowry gets healthy and he starts doing it against with Low- with Mike Conley and Lowry Markkinen, maybe in some ways it's easier, right? And the other one is of the top 40 four-man lineups. The top four include Walker Kessler and eight of the top ten do. Now, that's to credit Will Hardy for protecting Kessler, but also Walker Kessler is really good. Our best four-man combos are J.C. Beasley, Taylor Horton, Tucker, and Kessler. J.C. Lowry, Sexton, and Kessler. Rudy Gay, Beasley, THT, and Kessler. Conley, J.C. Lowry, and Kessler. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I know. Plus minus is really hard for you right now because Rudy Gay is great at it. Um, Jordan Clarkson and Lowry Marketing have been on the floor for 1,000 minutes together this year. They're plus seven. You add Walker Kessler in for only about 25% of those minutes. They're plus 13. Like, these are the things that are going to be interesting to watch moving forward. Because that rim defender that is Walker Kessler is that valuable. Gordy Chiesa, the great Gordy Chiesa, had an interesting comment the other day. The league has made the rules so difficult to defend that the only real way you can defend anymore is to defend the rim and block a shot. It's almost impossible to stay in front of anyone. If they step back, you can't get under their shooting window. They've taken away almost all other aspects of defense. Except for this idea that you might be able to defend at the rim and deny shots at the rim and alter shot landscape. When Walker's on the floor... Opponents are taking far fewer shots at the rim. That's really what matters. A lot of defense in the NBA is luck of whether or not guys make shots or don't make shots. It's a very hard thing for most fans to want to believe. Teams are taking four percentage percentage less shots at the rim when Walker's on the floor, and they're making five percentage points less makes. So they take four percentage points less shots. This is a lot. 
It's in the 95th percentile of all impact. And then they're making five percentage points less. It's a big, big impact to a game. Kids really turning out to be terrific. Quite a find. And the Jazz got another find in Ochai Abaji as well, and we'll talk about that as we continue on Locked on Jazz. Today's edition of Locked on Jazz is also brought to you by our friends over at... Sorry, I have to check. There we go. Over at our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar's doing a bunch of great things. You know about Built.com, where you can get your latest. Well, you can also now get your favorite at Walmart. The, primary, uh, the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can get a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. You can also go to Sam's Club and run in and grab a 13-bar box of your favorite brownie batter churro. Uh, and you can thank me later for those because they are that good. Uh, Built Bar, go to Built.com. You can still use the promo code Locked On if those two things are not an option for you. Low in calories, high in protein, Real 100% chocolate on every single one of the bars. They now have a brownie batter puff that's also gluten-free. They just keep doing it for you. It's amazing. Mint brownie, raspberry, cookie dough, all the great flavors. All available for you at Built.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Rocket Money, which was formerly known as Truebill. I use Rocket Money. Uh, it's a personal finance app that uh, finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the streaming service you bought to watch just one show. Actually, mine kicked in today. It was Spike, which was like this way for me to put all of my inboxes together between the locked on. Uh, as well as uh, Utah Jazz and personal, and then I ended up never using it, and it Rocket Money notified me it wanted to renew, and I was like, oh, no, we want to cancel. So Rocket Money's just saved me a bunch of money as well. Stop throwing your money away and cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses that way. Go to rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. It's a great finance app to see where you're spending, how you're spending, when big bills come in, when big expenditures go out. Good way to monitor it all. That's rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. So I'll admit, not like super worried, but a little worried about Ochai Abaji at one point. He wasn't making shots at the G League. He's this incredible athlete. And there's something I always think about regards to athleticism, which is it's one thing to be an athlete. It's another thing to have NBA functional athleticism. And I was not seeing NBA athleticism out of him. Seeing him on the floor, guys were getting by him because he was kind of making two movements. He wasn't having an impact. Um, it felt very like, yeah, this guy can jump out of the gym. Yes, this guy can run. Yes, this guy's body is incredible. Um, yes, he made shots as an older player in college. And then I was worried about him because he's older, right? Like, but on the other end, you go look at his track record. He was a slow developer in high school. He was a slow developer in college. And I don't know if 50 games is slow developing in the NBA, 
But what we're actually seeing in the last few nights, the, the 9 of 10 three-point shooting the first two nights, like, to me, was a total outlier, totally awesome, but, like, let's, let's see. Like, you're just not going 9 of 10 on threes. What we've seen since is totally functional athleticism. Chase down blocks, really good foot movement on defense, attacking closeouts on the drive. Block shots from the weak side defensively. Super good move coming right to left. He actually missed it. Walker tapped it in for his 20-20. Very other good move. It came one right-handed, once left-handed. Seen a little wiggle, which I had no idea he had on the drive. A lot of guys are just straight-line drivers, like Royce O'Neal, total straight-line driver. Gets you in trouble, charges, things like that. I've seen some wiggle out of him, some movement on the drive. Didn't know he had it. Really... Exciting last week for Ochai Abaji. Really, really exciting. Uh, and, you know, incredible player development by the Utah Jazz and Will Hardy staff. Like, frankly, when Will Hardy, like, announced he deserves to play more, it was kind of out of nowhere. He was shooting in the 20s and 3 at in the G League. He had not turned the G League on fire. He had just put in the work. And Will Hardy rewarded the work, and they clearly saw something in his development that said he was ready. This kid is, like, going to work his way. In the, the way he's going right now, he's going to work his way in the starting lineup by the end of the year. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Nate Duncan tweeted out he'd be on the Cleveland starting lineup by the end of the year. He may be in the Jazz starting lineup by the end of the year, too. I don't know who he's taking. And I do like Lowry at the three. But this guy, and depending on trades, it gets really simple. But 30 minutes last night, totally comfortable closing the game. Final four moments at Kansas, that kind of stuff, the age and the maturity turn out to be really beneficial in those moments. Really, really beneficial in those moments. Um, and he looks great. He's not probably going to shoot 50% on threes, which I think is like right where he's hovering right now. So obviously that's going to have to come back down a little bit. Um, but I would say that I think the 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 excitement should be real on both Walker Kessler and Ochai Abaji and what we've seen in their player development and also the ability of this new staff to develop talent. That should be equally as important and as exciting for you. Um, I want to talk about Mike Conley last night. So Minnesota plays an interesting defensive style, which I don't understand, if I'm really honest. They, they put two on the ball, and they immediately get in rotations. And I have been kind of schooled for so long, like, NBA defenses to stay out of rotations. And maybe that's changing. Um, and I'm going to have to talk to some people about that and see if I if I have a lack of understanding that the game's emerging and evolving and I'm, you know, I, I could be old at this point. Um, and so we're out of date. But they're putting two on the ball on every pick and roll, hard hedging. And Mike Conley torched them last night. Like, Someone said to me, that defense works if someone doesn't want to pass. So Cleveland struggled with it because Garland and Donovan's instinct is not to pass. They want to shoot. Mike Conley's instinct is willing to pass. And then Walker Kessler catching it in the pocket made a ton of really good plays. But Mike Conley, if you go back and watch that game, the subtle things he did on one of the plays where Walker gets all the way to the basket, Mike takes an extra dribble horizontally to create a better angle to stretch the defense so that Walker has another step. On another one, he gets off of it quicker so that Walker gets it enough time so that Walker doesn't charge. Andy Larson did a really good triple team last night, talked about Walker's ability to make these passes. These passes are coming at the perfect moment so that Walker doesn't commit the charge, doesn't 
have a problem and has enough room to make the decision because of Mike Conley. Like the first step was what was allowing Walker to do it. You could have very easily had somebody else at the helm throwing the pass a second or two later, and then Walker looks like he's not in control and he's turning it over and he's charging. But because Mike Conley was making the perfect pass on every single one of these plays, it allowed the Jazz to have that kind of success and those kind of moments in the game. Mike Conley was basketball genius last night. Absolutely basketball genius last night. Uh, Let's go to our trends. We try to do them on Mondays, but we respect to Dr. Martin Luther King and also since we had a game as quickly. So I've changed the way we do it. We do the last 10 games first. Let's start with the Jazz. It's kind of interesting. In the last 10 games, we're four and six. We're the sixth best offense. So staying there, and impressively, we're now up to 24th defensively. So much improved. Our differential is 17th at a .6 in that span. Memphis is 10-0. and Here are the top offenses in the NBA, top six offenses in the NBA over the last 10 games. Sacramento, Denver, Memphis, Boston, Philadelphia, and Utah. The six teams that really can't score right now are Phoenix is awful, Houston, Milwaukee, Orlando, Detroit, and Atlanta, interestingly. The Trey Young, DeJounte Murray inefficient guard combo somehow is not working. Can't imagine who told you that was going to happen. See when I get a new head coach if it does. Best defenses in the NBA recently are Memphis, Brooklyn. Memphis is three and a half points better than the rest of the league. The Knicks, Milwaukee, Oklahoma, and Denver. And that's really important. Denver was not a championship caliber team because they were 26 in the league defensively. The last 10 games, they're sixth. Teams that are not defending Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, Charlotte, Detroit, and Sacramento. Those are the teams in the last 10 games. Let's go to the last two weeks and see what the trends are there and see if they're any different, a little bit more recent. So that's that's further out. Number one point differential is Denver at plus 20, followed by Memphis, Sacramento, Oklahoma City, Boston, and Minnesota. It's a pretty good win for the Jazz last night. That was a really good win for the Jazz last night. Really good performance against Philadelphia, too, though. Like, I don't want to, like, I kind of opened on this. Like, the recency bias changed. I just think they've been really, really good this whole week. Uh, Denver and Memphis are beginning to spread out a little bit. Top offenses in the NBA over the last two weeks. Sacramento, Denver, Memphis, Oklahoma City. Wow, surprising. Boston and Philadelphia. Utah is ninth in that span. Utah's ninth offensively, 21st defensively, ninth in differential over the last two weeks. Excuse me, 15th in differential. Teams that cannot score right now, Phoenix, Brooklyn. That's wild, Brooklyn. Well, Durant's out. Indiana, no Tyrese Halliburton. Washington, Clippers, and Houston. And that's with Kawhi back. No PG. Best defenses in the league right now. Denver over the last two weeks is number one defense in the NBA. Super important. Memphis, Miami, Milwaukee, Cleveland, and Toronto. Teams that are not defending at all recently are Houston, Charlotte, Dallas, San Antonio, Detroit, and Washington. Dallas is worth noting in there. All right, that is Locked on Jazz today. Never had to move the car. Still sitting here. It's really terrible. Everyone's sitting here idling, putting in bad air. We That need to fix before we fix all the rest of this stuff. Thanks very much for listening to Locked on Jazz. Have a great one.